Hey everyone, it's another episode of Magical Boys. This is Magical Boys episode 70? 70, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it being episode 69.2. We <laughs> because we fucked up. We somehow didn't realize it was episode 69, despite us. Despite if two people would would know. It would, would have immediately been us. know. We for, totally forgot about it. Yeah. Um but yeah, welcome to Magical Boys. It's a podcast where we talk about uh, queer uh, or nerd culture from a queer perspective, a queer POC perspective. Um, when I say nerd culture, I'm talking about anime. I'm talking about video games. I'm talking about anything nerdy. Um, for us, right. it certainly falls a lot into anime and video games, um, but any of it's fair game. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Ruben, and I'm joined by my lovely host, DJ Kirkland. Hi, 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 hi. Welcome back to another week, y'all. Appreciate yeah. it. Coming out We're all alive. Good job. We're here. Um, even though 2020 so far has been trash and it is still January. Yeah, we're um, here. We're queer. We're tired. Yeah, very. Very. <laughs> As Ruben and I are um, elder millennials, we are we are t- old and tired. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. And that's just the perpetual state of, um, of our well-being. So um, speaking of being old and tired, how are you doing? Old and tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm doing all right. I, uh, I've had a, a work hasn't been busy, but like everything else around work's been busy. So yeah. um, have haven't had time for a lot of stuff, but doing good. I had a had a really uh, a short a short film shoot on Friday. Mm-hmm. Hence why I've I have a clean shaven face right now that I'm um, you know I hate <laughs> I hate being clean shaven. There's like a few things that I'm more just like. It's like a bad haircut, but it's my face, and it's for a couple of weeks until it grows back. Yeah, you kind of look like um, one of the characters in uh, the show Magicians. That's on Sci-Fi Channel, which seasons one through four are now on Netflix. So definitely give those a watch. That's pretty good. Um, you look like Elliot. And Elliot. if you Google Elliot, he is this tall slender kind of swarthy as well Um, oh for no one for three on (laughs) the descriptions and not tall or slender yeah um oh okay yeah i could see i could see a little Mm -hmm. bit of this Mm -hmm. he's like and he's super pansexual too so it's like a pretty vampire version of me Mm -hmm. if i was like if i was really feeling feeling it more god he's cute yeah he gets um uh, progressively more uh, more scruffy as like the seasons go on so he yeah. has a little bit more um it becomes less of a five o'clock shadow more of like a 7 p.m shadow so it's yeah it's good it's good um because your hair is wavy like his right now too so it... yeah this is my ashley birch hair um, <laughs> which is what like if i don't do anything to my hair which yeah. is what happened today is that i just didn't like do anything to it i just mm-hmm. let it like air dry mm-hmm. um i just have ashley birch's haircut <laughs> it's just like short on the sides wavy and too long on top yeah. um but uh yeah i it's funny because i especially after shaving i get it already mm-hmm. but everyone is giving me um uh what's his name from schitt's creek oh yeah you look like uh, dan levy a yeah, yes which can... i get dan levy all the time like that's yeah. the number one thing i get now yeah um but it was certainly like in the course of like a couple days at least mm-hmm. once or twice a day, someone would be like, you look like Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek. And yeah. I was like, this is fine. I'm okay with this. Yeah. God, what a what a beautiful, beautiful man. I love him. He's a mess. Oh, God. He's so hot. <laughs> yeah. He's very cute. Yes. So I'm like, I don't mind. This is okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially when How you wear you? Like, your, your black frames, you, it's 100% Dan Levy vibes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
kind of get this those really thick. Mm-hmm. He had a glasses. Uh, he might still. He has like a glasses line. Oh, <laughs> well, if I can give that homosexual some money, and I'm not DL eyewear. I am not uh, opposed to giving him some money. Shop yeah. DL Spectacle. Now I need to look. Oh, oh, sold God. out. Oh God, because so he has a couple like really, really like thick stuff that he <laughs> the thick stuff. Yeah. Uh, honestly, he's not charging like he's charging like Warby Parker prices. Okay. Like without without the lenses. Mm-hmm. Like this is just the frames, I guess. Yeah. But it's like ninety five dollars, which okay. is not bad That's for not a bad pair of frames. No. Yeah. I'm not like it's not like me ordering off of like iBuy Direct where I'm just like. Ooh, I like splurged and spent fifty bucks on a pair of glasses with everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, if I want to get like something real thick, like the type of stuff he tends to wear, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he has a bunch of really cute things. Uh, on it. He has his own his own thing. They're mostly sold out though, so makes sense. Restock your store, Dan. <laughs> so I can buy some stuff. So I can buy your glasses, Dan. Come on, Dan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tweet at him a lot and, and yeah. make him upset. Uh, how how are you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I've had the last two days off. This is the third day of me being off from work, which has been Ooh. so nice because I've Sounds been able luxurious. to sleep. And I'm like, wow, bitch! When I get a whole eight hours of sleep, mm-hmm. the world over. opens up. It's it's over for you girls. Like when I get well, when I get a <laughs> when I get a full night's rest. Um, I shower, do my skincare routine, um, you know, put on a cute pair of pants and a anime graphic tee. It's over for you, hoes. <laughs> I need I need one of those. I need a skincare routine. Yeah, because I have the stuff. I just I haven't put myself in the habit of doing it. Yeah, um, I've me and the husband have been getting better about like oh we should like take care of like the face area so like skincare but also like flossing. Mm-hmm. regularly which definitely absolutely helps tremendously so that mouth washing and all that stuff just being really really like persistent about doing all those things and and again as we are um we are both approaching <laughs> 35 oh, uh, yeah. um so it's like i want to you know want to continue just to be better about taking care of myself and all that stuff i've been thinking about getting a water pick yeah, they're, they're really good. They're really because I I hate flossing, mm-hmm. but I'm like I'll blast myself in the face with yeah, water. Yeah, you want you want to pressure wash your whole mouth? Get a water. One hundred percent. I'm right there. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, they're really just good. like just fuck my mouth with water. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> get that plaque out. <laughs> Don't spit that coffee, DJ. Don't you do it? I'm not. I swallowed. Good. Like well, good, good lessons. <laughs> <laughs> We've all learned something today. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Okay, so teeth care, skin care, what else? Um, days off, beautiful. Days off, beautiful. Um, been getting a lot of um, stuff done for uh, conventions because I'm a dumb bitch. And when in booking two conventions, I didn't realize that they were actually like roughly two weeks apart from each other. Oh so God. at the end, the last weekend of February is um, C2E2, which is uh, Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be there. And then... Like a week and a half ish later, I fly out to Seattle for Emerald City. I am so bummed we didn't get into Emerald City I because know. I miss it so much. So good, and just getting to see you and Aaron's faces always like. Lifts there is spirits. part of it that's just like, what if I just find a cheap flight and what if I just go out there you mean, to eat you, chowder? You you could <laughs> you can scratch with us. Just gonna say, I'll say hi to DJ, and then I'm gonna go down to <laughs> the market and just eat, <laughs> eat chowder. chowder. <laughs> 
and uh what's the what's the fucking like ukrainian or whatever oh proshki like, yes yeah. i'm just gonna eat proshkis and yeah. chowder and roll around seattle <laughs> and then ruben's gonna start a new show called uh chowder boys <laughs> yeah it's called to be called chowder boys <laughs> i'm gonna be full of Piroshki and Shatter. I'm gonna look like that girl from Willy Wonka who ate the forbidden fruit thing, yeah. whatever it was called. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's been a long time, y'all, since yeah. I've seen that movie. It's been yeah. I haven't I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to Chowder. We love we love a good Chowder. Um, love a good love a good chart, uh, mm-hmm. Chowder cartoon. Yeah. and a good Chowder food. That show was so good. Mm-hmm. Chowder is good. That show was very very good. Like what was that? 2013. 14? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. No, DJ. Was, that, was it even long? Was that 2010? 2011? The first episode was tw- 2007. <laughs> wow. Um, that, that show I'm... ended That show ended in 2010. Oh, that's what it was. Fuck, well, uh-huh. fuck me. Um, that show was very good. Um, I love that show a lot. Um, but other than that, doing good, getting this art done for these conventions, excited about going back to conventions again. Um I, it, it felt like it's been a while, but the last show that I did was in November. So it's mm-hmm. like, here we go. It's almost time again for con season and it's going to be, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it though. Um, and then in May, I'll be in Atlanta for MomoCon, which I'm, oh. which I'm really excited about. That's in May? Uh, yeah, I think it's in May. Mm. Yeah, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be in Atlanta for that. And, Hell yeah! And, to hang out. Yes, absolutely. And my mom was like, "I wanna, I wanna like help you at your booth." And I'm like, "Oh, mom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah." So she's probably gonna come with me for at least a day. Uh oh, Mama yeah. Kirkland. Mm-hmm. She she has wanted to do that with me for a long time, so it's gonna be cute. Kirkland brand mama. It's true. It's true. The Kirkland <laughs> brand mama. That's her. Is she is she the queen of the Kirkland brand empire? Um, I wish we were. Is that your dark secret? Is that your insanely rich dj and that you own costco oh, God, i wish that were my secret <laughs> i know God. i wish i wish i could be a rich artist i know i wish i could be rich and i could never have to work in retail again be part of a dynasty mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so okay. dj yeah Ooh, well we'll hang out at uh at momo obviously Oh, we definitely will be well i need to see because aaron so aaron got waitlisted Right. And Momo's, we looked at Momo's like rules because every convention has like ridiculous different rules. Mm-hmm. You can't share tables at Momo. More, I know. more conventions are doing that, which is like weird because it's like. You, so you can share a table if you got in. Oh, so if, if you got in, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe you want to save some money mm-hmm. or you don't have enough product or like you mm-hmm. and a friend want to sh- so but you both have to have gotten in to share a that's table that's so weird it's like which doesn't make sense because if you got in I you do, probably want your table yeah i could do whatever i want because like and it's not like momo's a gigantic table i don't think right i, I don't imagine it being more than a six foot table yeah eight's the biggest you usually see yeah and like but it's probably yeah, a six yeah i and even if it's an eight like you can use all that room easy even if you don't, even if you don't have that much merchandise you can so yeah oh my god um know. that's weird so she was going to split a table with a friend mm-hmm. until she saw that you can't do that so i'm hoping she pops off the wait list mm-hmm. maybe because if not she might she was saying she might go somewhere else for because that's what memorial day weekend i think so yeah so there's like so many cons that happen that weekend yes there are i think animazements that weekend in north carolina um oh, that was my first convention animazement yeah yeah 
I think I think that's in North Carolina, so she might go up for that. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to see about like I definitely want to see you here in Atlanta for mm-hmm. Momo. I'll just have to see if I'm just here in Atlanta, period, or if yeah. I split my time and like yeah. do some amazement or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or hopefully she just gets off the wait list and we just do Momo. Yeah, so fingers crossed that she gets to do Momo. So that's something right. Um, like, who do I call? Who do I talk yeah, to? Who do, we... who do I get bribe? Right. <laughs> yeah, I I'll have to send an email to the contact that I that reached out to me. Be like, hey, so. Do it. This is my friend. Be like, I'm a guest. This I is my demand. friend. I demand that my friend be there next to me. Thanks. Yeah, because if not, I will go. I'll crack. I'll lose my shit. Yeah, I'll crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you been up to? Um, so I'm still on my Dragon Quest Eleven bullshit. That mm-hmm. game is very good. Um, I'm about forty-ish hours into it, and I got to the part where. Like the game, like takes a big plot turn, mm. and I'm like, "Ooh, this is this is getting real." Because the game has been so good up until that point, and it's even it's gotten even better now. Um, so it does that thing to where like there is, I'm gonna be as vague as possible. Um, there's like an evil power that like ends up separating you from the rest of your party, and in most games, you maybe get like a cutscene with like where the other characters are at. But in this mm-hmm. game, you actually get to play pretty much all the of uh, the majority of all the other characters. Like, what hap- Like, what are they doing now that they've split up? Which which, help, oh. which gives them, you know, a lot more story and a lot more like character development. So you're and all not that stuff. Yeah, playing as the hero the entire time. You're not playing as a hero like the entire time. So like oh. in this part, um, and they're kind of short vignettes, but they're I would say they're at least like a couple hours each for each character. At least like that's cool. An hour and a half to two. Of like extra story stuff and and like it just focusing on them and what they're doing while like like oh what happened and we've all been separated so what do we do and one of the characters who is like obviously like coded is very very queer um who's amazing like I, I love Silvando a lot like he's great um his story is the first one that you get to play through after that after um, the whole party gets separated and. <laughs> It is the gayest thing ever, and it is, mm-hmm. it's so much fun. It's, like, there was a lot of, like, love and care put into that character, which you don't often see very much, and especially with queer-coded men in, like, JRPGs, like, especially, like, coming off of a game like Persona, to where even though there aren't any characters that are, that, that are queer, like in Persona 5, for instance, there is that moment to where, like, you run into two guys in like the red light district that are queer and they're kind yes. of like being really gross and predatory against Ryuji and that mm-hmm. whole situation isn't very nice. Um, none of that in Dragon Quest. Like th- this game is like very relaxing. If you want to play like a relaxing JRPG that's fun and has really good auto battling mechanics. So there's less of a reason to like really stress over lots of mechanics um it's it's great it's really really good i play it like when i come home from work i'll have like maybe like an hour and a half to two hours where like me and my husband are are watching something and i'll be playing that on my switch while we're watching stuff on tv and it's just relaxing to play it's so Mm -hmm. so 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 good so i've been enjoying that a lot so i think i'm slowly getting to the end of that game which is good because then i'm waiting for my husband to finish tokyo morale session so that i can play it Mm -hmm. but um other than that, I've been playing Smash again. Um, Genesis 7 was a tournament that just happened this past weekend here in Oakland. 
and it is a really it's a major smash tournament that happens um once every year and players from all over the world like france mexico japan um europe canada came to this to this tournament and watching that game both melee and smash ultimate at high level is so entertaining to watch and i'm like man i really miss playing this game so the other day i was like hey i'm at home um just chilling who wants to play smash brothers with me so like i opened up a lobby um shared it out on twitter and played with a bunch of followers and i'm like this is so much fun like i miss playing this game a lot so i'm slowly but surely uh dusting the rust off of my smash brothers skills and getting back into it again yeah i was watching i think you had tweeted out there was some ridiculous juggle that someone mm -hmm. that was just like they just were bodying someone yeah. to like what like 300 400 percent or yeah, something ridiculous e evil japan was also this weekend which is crazy was that Evo Japan that I happened to? Mm -hmm. It was disrespectful looking. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, you just hit this person, they're gonna you're gonna knock them off mm -hmm. the map, but you're just gonna juggle them and not let them get out of it. Yeah. Um I don't know if you can you as someone who plays Smash, mm -hmm. can, if you can explain what the fuck was happening. Yeah, I can definitely explain what's happening. So in this clip, it's um a Diddy Kong player versus a uh, cloud player. And yes. basically what's happening is they're playing on Pokemon Stadium 2. So it's like the Pokemon Stadium with the two floating platforms. And in Smash, when you uh, some moves will cause characters to uh, kind of like trip and stumble. Um, mm -hmm. So it's that tripping mechanic that was in Brawl that everybody hated, but it doesn't happen randomly. Like certain character abilities will have to have a chance of causing a character to uh, to stumble or trip. And basically what happened is when you're Diddy Kong, he can uh, pull out banana peels and throw them at people. And basically what that person did was trapped the cloud player in that animation of him tripping over and over and over again. So he would like throw the banana peel, he would trip, he would grab the banana peel again, throw it up, causing that animation to continue to loop and to repeat. And there, mm -hmm. are, and because there are a certain amount of frames that are required for that character to then get up to be able to react, um, he was so precise in being able to re-grab the banana peel and throw and hit the cloud player again that he can't that the, he can't react so he can't mm -hmm. do any other move or anything to kind of get out of that situation so he just kept getting juggled and you could call that it's kind of like a an infinite a, or... yeah, an infinite um kind of or in smash people would say like a character gets getting jab locked so being basically um the neutral a attack in smash for characters that don't have swords um are mm -hmm. typically like a punch and that jab is um will cause well, that will cause that character to get stuck in that loop when that character is then knocked over. So it just keeps getting stuck and getting stuck and you just rack up all of this damage. And it, <laughs> you have to see it. If you're following me on Twitter, then I, it's, it was over the weekend and I sadly tweet way more than I should. Um, so you might have to hunt for it a little bit, but <laughs> it might take a second, but um, it's, it's crazy seeing what people can do at that game at high level. Like I've always enjoyed watching just like high level fighting games it's always been fun and just seeing what people can do when they have the time to dedicate to something like that is truly incredible and crazy to see. Yeah. When you sent it to me, I was just like, it was one of those things where like you see it, it's someone flexing. At oh, it was a, a total flex. At a fighting game, yeah. doing something that you, it's not even like expedient for winning the match. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Hey, I can do this. I have this capability, mm -hmm. which I thought was very, mm -hmm. um, 
was was funny to see. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I think about picking Smash back up, but I'm just like, I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. But you can learn. I can teach you the ways. I know. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll have to hop into a room with you mm-hmm. so that you can embody me and then just talk to me while you're bodying mm-hmm. me and I'll figure stuff out. Yeah. Um, mm. it's a it's a fun game to even if you're just playing it hyper casually it's 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 just a blast like i love whenever i have like a big group of people over i'm like let's let's just go fucking ape shit turn on all the fucking items let's do oh all the God. fucking wacky stages put on the fucking smash meter whatever and let's just go nuts like it's fun i love playing that game both ways um mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a good time like i love that game a lot uh yeah that's a um that's how I tend to play with friends too, yeah. where it's just like, we're not taking it seriously. Like put on everything or like frequently we'll do one where it's a, we will frequently do like uh, only Pokeballs, yeah, which is so much but fun. at really, really high yeah. drop rates. So it's just, you're barely fighting. You're like picking up and throwing Pokemon the entire match. Basically it's just stupid. Um, yeah. So, which actually segues nicely into like what I've been playing lately, mm-hmm. which is um, I think I told you this, like, I don't know, a week or two ago mm-hmm. where I was like, I want to get good at one fighting at game i want to have one fighting game mm-hmm. i can go to the arcade or whatever and body people not like every time but just at least be like be good yeah. um and so i have uh from forever ago i have like guilty gear zerd son yeah. on my ps4 so i was like let me pick that up and run through the tutorial because there's a really good tutorial yeah. in it and i texted after going through the tutorial i texted dj again and i was just like i is guilty gear complicated because this seems really complicated. Yeah. Um, Unbeknownst to me, yeah. Guilty Gear is very, very complicated. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so much well, so fun. And yeah. it was actually, it was interesting. It was, um, uh, it's complicated, but I was reading an article that, um, oh, what's his name? He's the husband of an oh, artist. Oh, um, Patrick. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Patrick. Um, I don't know what his last name is. Yeah. But um, he's, he's a really big Guilty Gear player. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted this really interesting article today uh, or yesterday. That was about why newbies and new why new players sometimes a really complicated fighting game yeah. is better for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, his argument is that if you take a game that's that's really really simple in its execution, yeah. a lot of what it comes down to in fighting games, if you have games that are simple, is uh, reads. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so if pulling stuff off is simple, the game now becomes about like reading. Yep. Knowing what you can do, knowing what your your opponent can do, mm-hmm. and and really anticipating and and reading well, yeah. and reading can feel, especially as you're learning, reading reading can feel really random, yeah. um, because it's such an intuition intuition based thing, yeah, absolutely, um, and that's going to be more common in a game that's simple mm-hmm. because there's not as much technical barrier mm-hmm. there, versus something like Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear like hard checks you constantly. Mm-hmm. You will constantly hit like challenges of like, all right, you really need to know how to do like um like a was it a roman, roman cancel, cancel yeah. yeah like how to use and like also the different colors of roman cancel yeah. and when you should use those um I, and then because it does that there's so much time with something like guilty gear that you can spend getting better in a very um measurable way yep. before you ever get to the point where like the thing that you're doing in Guilty Gear is reading, because mm-hmm. um, eventually you, every fighting game you get to that point where reading becomes the most important thing, yeah. because you're at, you're at a technical point where you can pull off everything, mm-hmm. and other people can as well. Yeah. Um, but because it doesn't feel random, because it feels very much just like 
can I do this thing? Can I do this input? Can I make sure that I combo this into this? Mm-hmm. That it's uh, it's actually for people that are new to games can be less frustrating. Right. So that was cool to read and made me definitely want to pick up Guilty Gear some more. That said, Guilty Gear is it's just so much fun. I love how ridiculous it is. Um, I've heard that Under Night and Birth, oh, whatever it's called, it's so good. <laughs> I've heard I've heard that a it's really it's really, really good if you want good. a two D anime fighter and I've good. heard that the tutorial mode in it is like the best tutorial mode it, in any fighter. That game. game is very good. Yeah, I so I need to play game. that. Um, like, and that's and to to your point and to I guess more or less to Patrick Miller's point is that's that's so true because I feel like in me showing Brandon how to play Smash, um, mm-hmm. like because again you can input all these moves because it's very simple inputs like. Forward and B, up and B, down and B, side. And like, everyone yeah. has the same this, inputs, different the same, moves. The, the different moves, same but, the same, but the buttons are all the same for all the characters. Yes. So that's why it's really easy to kind of pick up and for people to play. But again, when you start playing that game at high level, it really is, that game is about really understanding your opponent and being able to like read your opponent and finding great opportunities to punish. And I think finding opportunities to punish in fighting games requires that level of intuition that if you're new to fighting games is really hard to to get like it's not something that you're gonna innately not not everyone necessarily uh, will innately be able to understand that have or have that situational awareness to know when is an opportune time to punish or when when is it more of a time to kind of back up to kind of regain the neutral to kind of re kind of reset um resetting the neutral and all that stuff so it's there there's there's so much of like a mental game that mm-hmm. that is a part of fighting games which is which to me i think is like it's so much fun it's like when you can anticipate something that that your opponent is doing and you have either a counter or a great punish to that and Mm -hmm. to kind of see that evolution happen in real time is really cool watching somebody have their their kind of like aha moment mid set is so cool so you can be watching like a tournament match right and someone like is getting kind of bodied by their opponent like that first round or that first stock if we're talking smash but um what i think a lot of people call it's like oh he downloaded his opponent so like basically mm-hmm. he like he downloaded like what this person does and i see it all the time it's like oh download complete okay and then you see the download complete and then they just like turn the fuck up and turn the whole match around like watching that happen is so cool and it takes and it takes a lot of time to get there and yeah. getting those like and even when you're playing like getting one win of like a best of three like match because typically it's like whoever gets the first to two in a match like in guilty gear or whatever like seeing that person like get that one win is is while you might lose that entire match but you won a round that's progress mm-hmm. and i think so pe- i think the blessing and the curse about watching so much high level play so i think it kind of intimidates people from wanting to get into those games because it's like oh there's no way that me jumping right into this game like brand new that i'm going to um execute or be able to play at that level or ever get to that point i think kind of definitely uh makes people kind of like bounce off those games pretty quickly but i think if people go in with the understanding that hey this is like learning a new skill it's like riding a bike it's like like learning like 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 taking a kickboxing class or whatever like picking up any kind of new skill it's going to take time and if you're willing to invest and put that time into it i think it's so worth it like it's it's so much fun yeah i definitely i feel like i i had that 
experience with smash where mm-hmm. i'm just like because smash to me felt immediately like so much about reads yeah. and knowing what characters can do mm-hmm. like i've never won a, a online smash mm-hmm. match because i'm really bad at smash and i get impatient mm-hmm. so i'm bad at sitting back and reading yeah. i think the only game i ever got to a point where i really felt like um like i could read well was when i played uh, dead or alive mm-hmm. a lot but also partially that's because like dead or alive has a dedicated counter button right. like and i think you still need to um you, you still need to do up. low low and medium i don't know yeah, if I remember low, if there's a high on there it there is a low mid and high um yeah, yeah so you still need to like low mid and high so you're still looking for animations mm-hmm. and you're still looking for those reads as well mm-hmm. but because it's such a simple like all right like i'm gonna kind of wait to lure you in yeah. and i know exactly that i have something for yeah. it that's not even think about a countered move it's just yeah. i know that if you do this at the same time as me i'm going to counter you yeah. Um, which I love about DOA. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a cool thing that makes that game unique. Yeah. I wish more people played it. I also yeah. understand why people don't, though, yeah. um, as a fighting game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I want to... I might, I might... Well, maybe we'll play some Smash. Yeah. Uh, we should play some Smash and stream it, and people can laugh at how bad I am. Because <laughs> yeah, um, I'm real bad. <laughs> um, so I played some Guilty Gear, and I did play more. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pick up Dragon Ball Fighter Z mm-hmm. when uh, when I find out on sale again. Because mm-hmm. I know that's, that's also... That's, that is a easier entry point harder to master mm-hmm. that sounds like a game that a game that's also like very much about reads yep. but it's also dragon ball so i know it'll probably keep my attention yeah yeah um i played some tekken 7 which tekken 7 is good love that game i that game doesn't love that game look as good as i thought it would mm-hmm. like i played doa 6 right before playing tekken mm-hmm. 7 and doa 6 looks cleaner yeah, for some reason it's, yeah it's the uh that that art style for dead or alive it's really really clean it's really yeah. really really it's really well polished. Uh, and I, I'm gonna say right here, uh, I think I didn't realize it as much in the '90s mm-hmm. when I was like in late, like early 2000s mm-hmm. when I was playing lots of Tekken. Uh, Tekken's character designs are terrible. <laughs> like they're all they're over fun. The place. I like them, yeah. but they're so like they're so extra. Yeah. Everyone is. Extra. Everyone is. Everyone is too much. Yeah. Um, which is funny because like DOA, despite how ridiculous DOA is. Character designs in DOA are kind of reserved. Yeah, they're kind of like pared down, and they're like, we're going to focus on this character, we're going to focus on the titty. On this character, mm-hmm. like, on the man, it's like, oh, Jan Lee's not going to wear a shirt. Like, Yes, this yeah. is a ninja. Yeah, like, like Ayane, um, Ayane has, like, a little, like, a giant bow on her ass. Um, this is yeah. America Girl wrestling. Yeah, this is American like, Girl, the... this is American Man, yeah. It, it, which I think is so funny, because it's like, you wouldn't think that, but then going to play Tekken, I was just like, every everybody oh. has so many bells and whistles on their body yeah everyone like, is so extra in tekken which everyone. which i mean i again to like a testament to like the things that like really like i'm like this is 100 my shit like i love fucking oh, yeah. hyper extra ridiculous bullshit like my character in tekken 7 is lily she is that french mm-hmm. girl with like the with like the hard bangs and the blonde hair and like the gothic lolita outfit with the, like the white boots and everything and i'm like she like kicks and flips and drinks tea and and it it's everything that I want. It's like, yes, ridiculous, fancy, bougie, bitch, white girl. Yes. I'm not familiar with a lot of the newer characters, but I definitely went back to my old uh, main mm-hmm. used, was used to be uh, Ling Zayu. Yeah. Because I just, I just love, she's small and she's fast. Yeah. And that's always my, my type. Um, though I did play as... Um, who is it? Chloe? The, the oh, lucky cat Chloe. Girl? Yeah, the lucky. Yeah, I, I was love, like, I gotta play. This I love her too. She's fun. The e girl. Yeah, the e girl. <laughs> Original e girl. Lucky yeah. Chloe. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was funny because Tekken Seven. So like playing these all back to back. Um, Tekken Seven. So just like, all right, you have to learn how to do combo strings, mm-hmm. and those combo strings are like, some of them are like eight inputs long. Oh, yeah. 
Like yeah. Tekken is all about learning combo the like, combo strings to juggle mm-hmm. and then having the most complicated neutral yeah. in any game. Mm-hmm. Cuz like you make one mistake and you could be in a fucking combo for 10 minutes. <laughs> so yeah. I mean it's well, like when me and my friends uh, that I went to college with get together that live out here, we always get together and we always we always put on Tekken and we we are playing that shit for hours. It's, it's yeah, just, it's a it's a good time. It's a really really good time. Tekken three and Tekken Tag are the ones I played mm-hmm. a lot. I hope um, I hope that they do another Tekken Tag game um, soonish. I would love that. I think it lends itself so well to the tag format, mm-hmm. uh, like as well. Like yep. it's just it was always really fun. You can make really nice, really fun combinations out of like anyone yep. in that game. Yeah. Um, but outside of fighting games, uh, I finished Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. That game is good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not like, I, I'm not like, amazed by it. I think that more than anything, that game is a really good Star Wars story. Yeah. Like, really good. Like, most of the main Star Wars movies, comparatively, are not very good yeah. to the story in Fallen Order. Um, finish that. Um, I'm playing Outer Worlds. I might drop it. It's just not. It's just not catching me. Yeah. So there's there's Outer Worlds and Outer and Wilds. Outer Wilds. Okay. I'm play. I've played some of Outer Wilds, and I want to go back to it. Outer Wilds is like, you don't shoot anything. Mm-hmm. It's very exploratory. It's very meditative. Um, Outer Worlds mm-hmm. is basic. It's an Obsidian yeah. game yeah. that's very much Fallout. Yeah. It's very much a Fallout game. Yeah. If you liked New Vegas, um, which I did you would probably like this. Mm-hmm. I'm just finding a hard time like with it really clicking with me, so I might give it a little bit more time. Yeah. Um that's all. Uh yeah, I mean the waypoint so that. Yeah, the waypoint crew like they they went up for Outer Worlds. Yo, they love everyone who's played it game. loves it. Yeah. Uh, so I want to I I played like a couple hours of it. I want to go back to it um eventually. Mm-hmm. Um I did pick up uh, the weird one I picked up was Ring Fit. Yeah, I mean, again, I've heard nothing but great things about Ring Fit Adventure. Here's here's the thing. Maybe I'm wrong. I, like, as someone who, like, on and off goes to the gym and does lifting mm-hmm. and, like, reads up on that stuff yeah. uh, to, like, try to do, be as effective with my time as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ring Fit, I don't think that you're going to get jacked off of Ring oh, Fit I, by no. any means. No. But it's a good aerobic exercise. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, a lot of people are familiar with, like, P90X. Yeah. And, like, P90X is effective, but not the best thing for your body if you're not already in shape. And even then, I I, I take qualm with it from a health perspective. Right. I think Ring Fit feels like really low-key, less negative impact on your body, P90X. Mm-hmm. Like, the ring... Because, like, if you haven't seen Ring Fit, you... Uh, it's it's for the uh, Switch. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a... It's a fitness RPG, I guess is what I'd call yeah. it. You take one of your Wii, your Wii Motes and you snap it into this what is literally like a ring that is a uh, is has tension to yeah, it. Yeah, they use it in so, Pilates a lot too. That ring. It's like yeah, exactly. So you squeeze it or you do other stuff to like uh, or you pull it um, for your workouts, and then it comes with a strap that you put the other Wii Mote on that strap around your leg, mm-hmm. and that's how it knows what you're doing. So in normal mode, you jog in place to move through. Like you're basically like on rails, yeah. uh, like a like um, what's like res almost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're kind of on rails on a path, um, and if you uh, if you squeeze the ring, you like shoot air mm-hmm. out of it. So you like you'll do that to like collect coins. Like you shoot things that you're passing by with it. Um, if you pull on your ring, it will vacuum stuff in. So you vacuum in coins and stuff mm-hmm. that way. 
Um, you can also, if you point it, if you take the ring and you point the ring down and you squeeze, you'll jump. Um, so there's like all these cool ways that you use it to move through things. Mm-hmm. If you play that game on silent mode, which I do because I live in a condo, yeah. instead of running, you do like shallow squats. Yeah. If you if you want to really get your thighs burning really quick, mm-hmm. it does a good job because that's your locomotion. Yeah. And you can move, you can like sprint by doing them faster, which like it encourages you you to to do that. And then every so often, what happens is that you run into like a monster. Mm -hmm. And when you run to a monster, it turns into like a turn based battle. Mm -hmm. And the turn based battle is like you have um, you have a library of exercises. And I'm not at the point in the game where I think eventually there is like type advantage, where it's like, hey, this monster is weak to these colored exercises. And usually, those colored exercises are a way to encourage you to like really round out your exercise your uh, regimen so uh you'll run into a monster and that can be like cool do you want to attack with squats do you want to attack with um leg lifts do you want to attack with like uh this thing that you do for your deltoids where you put the ring above your head and you squeeze it and then you do that and every time you do it you cause damage um and then when it attacks you, you hold the ring against your stomach mm-hmm. and tense up your abs for the duration of the attack to, like, uh, put defense on yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think eventually, like, you'll do planks and stuff, too. So it's – what I'm going to use it for is I'm trying to, like – right now I'm trying to make sure that I lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so I think Tuesday, Thursdays to just get more aerobic exercise and just burn some calories, I'm going to do – like 30 minutes to an hour of that on those days nice. and i'll say like i played it for half an hour when i first got it and i was breathing like i wasn't like sucking air but i was definitely like my heart was going yeah. decently so if it's if you are looking to get in shape and you have a switch and you think gamification or just like having a thing where it's a literally an rpg would help you do that I think it's a great way to get people active yeah i mean that definitely works like the gamification that absolutely works for me as an option because like i'm such a little baby i'm like i have to have some sort of instruction or else if i go to the gym i'm just like i'm gonna run on the treadmill for like 10 minutes and then like get an elliptical and lift away and i'm done so like having Mm -hmm. some sort of like formal instruction especially for cardio which i hate um that would be really cool so i've been it's been in the back of my mind as something to pick up because now that i like live in a house and i don't have to worry about anybody like above or below me i can actually like uh, jump up and down and do all that shit in the house and it not be a problem so i'm definitely considering getting it hopefully it goes on sale soon yeah i it's yeah 80 bucks is definitely like it's a commitment yeah. for it uh i think on sale would be great even if it was like 60 because yeah. you are buying a big peripheral yeah, right even at 60 i would be i'd be fine with that um but yeah if you want to get in shape it, again it's not i think it's a thing where if you really want to get in shape Doing this mm-hmm. is a fun way to burn some calories, and hopefully, it helps you build good habits that get you. If you want to like get big, which not everyone wants to, and you don't right. need to by any means, but if you want to get big, gives you the the habit forming uh, things helps you get in good enough shape where you feel good going to a gym and lifting or doing whatever um, stuff that's like really really effective for you. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. That's good. Um, and DJ, uh, back to you. What are you watching? Um, I'm watching a couple of things. Oh. Um, so I just finished watching You season one because everybody was like, you need to watch it. Like, it's fucking bonkers. Um, 
and I was listening to a podcast that I listen to that's more about like Hollywood and entertainment stuff like that, like more about movies and television. And they had the um, I think the showrunner or EP of it, who also showruns or EPs on a uh, Magicians. They do both shows, mm. and. It was really interesting hearing her talk about you and all that stuff. So what's cool is that there are a lot of like women in that writer's room and that are in positions of power on that show. So it's really it's really interesting. Um, and that show is fucking bonkers. Like um, the the girl in the first season of the show, like she, I don't think she has any redeeming qualities. She's kind of a horrible person. <laughs> um, but the dude that's kind of like the like the main character that's the one that's like uh following her and all this stuff is like it's fucking weird but i really i really like that show a lot and it was very it was really like nerve-wracking watching the show I'm like oh god what is he gonna do next like oh god what's gonna happen and it's it's really interesting um it started off as a show that was on lifetime and it got i think it got canceled but then uh, Netflix was like, "Nah, we'll 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 pick it up, and you'll we'll let you guys do it." I'm not sure if like it had like a couple of episodes first, and then got canceled, and then got to Netflix, and then they read they redid it or something like that. I don't know. I have to go. I have to look deeper into that. But yeah, um, people have been talking about it all over Twitter, and season two just came out a couple weeks ago, and they just confirmed that season three is coming in 2021. So I'm I'm really curious about where season two is going to go because mm-hmm. season one was crazy. And in the last episode of season one, I was like, ah, what? <laughs> it was, it was pretty good. Um, I don't want to go, I don't want to go too much into it, but um, let me see if I can find a quick um, synopsis. Give me a synopsis season one. Um, Cause it's based on a best-selling novel. So let me see. Um, mm. Uh, why isn't IMDb loading? Um, anyway, um, so it looks like the the quick like pitch byline for it is based on Caroline Kepney's best-selling novel of the same name. You is a 21st century love story that asks, "What would you do for love?" When a brilliant bookstore manager crosses paths with an, with an expi- and with an aspiring writer, his answer becomes clear: anything. <laughs> like he, Joe was a mess. <laughs> But so is the girl. <laughs> but it, it it's good. And the supporting cast of characters, there's this one character, her name is Peach. And I'm like, <laughs> this girl is coming for your neck. She she sees right through this dude. It's amazing. But um, I would definitely give it a watch if you haven't watched it yet. Um, it's on Netflix. Uh, we're going to start season two pretty soon. But that shit was crazy. Um, also watching the current season of Project Runway. So for people that don't know... Um, Project Runway since I since I believe like two thousand and ten or probably even sooner than that has been on Lifetime. Like it used it was, oh, it was originally I didn't realize that. it was originally on Bravo when it first started. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it went over and then like I forgot what happened between like Lifetime and Bravo and then Lifetime got the rights to Project Runway. And they had been airing it for like the past couple of seasons and then now it's back on Bravo with, um, with like a new, with like a new host and everything because the whole thing about Project Runway is that like with Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn is that they if they weren't both like available scheduling wise 
they weren't going to do the show. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure in terms of like contracts or anything, like what happened for the reacquisition of that show coming back to Bravo. But basically, um, they're like, well, we're not doing it. So there's like a whole new slew of judges. Um, Christian Siriano is kind of like the Tim Gunn replacement since he's like probably one of like the most successful Project Runway alums. Like, and he's like, you know, a, a super poppin' fashion person. So he's kind of like the Tim Gunn now. So I've been watching that, and it's pretty good. Um, it definitely doesn't have the, have the same charm that it had with having Tim Gunn as kind of the mentor and Heidi Klum as the, the host. But the replacement host, I think she's fine. She's really pretty, and she's really young. And uh, on this season, uh, on one of the earlier episodes, um, one of the contestants called her out because Carly Kloss, who's the host now, is married to um, Jared Kushner's brother. Messy. And so what he said was during the his critique, um, uh, Carly was like, "Oh, like it doesn't because like the challenge was about her. It was about like designing something for her for, for uh-huh. Paris." And she was like, "Yeah, like this just isn't me at all. Like I don't see myself wearing this or anything like that." And the the designer was like, "Not even dinner with the Kushners." Ooh. And Ooh. we like me and Brandon were like ah, <laughs> and then you could see like all the designers like in the de- designers lounge watching the critiques happening like oh, what the fuck, and oh the God, yeah. and the tea about that is so a couple of things right so, um Carly Kloss and is is uh, married to Jared Kushner's brother who if you guys don't follow U.S. politics like the Kushners um, Jared Kushner is married to Ivanka Trump. So mm-hmm. that's a whole fucking mess. And Jared Kushner has a brother. That brother is married to Carly Kloss. Um, and Carly kind of like cracked a little bit and <laughs> did not respond super well. If you can find the clip, um, you can if you go on Twitter and, and like type in Carly Kloss Project Runway, you should find that clip. And mm-hmm. but here's the thing, like, um, I think what also didn't help is that the Kushner family hates her. <laughs> they hate her um because also like uh the the kushner brother that she is married to they're both democratic they do not like get on with the rest of that family at all they're like fuck this this is stupid or whatever so it was just messy 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 and suffice to say that episode that designer said that even with his bad design also got sent home that day so it was like (laughs) yikes But um, that season's been pretty good. A lot of really talented designers are on there, so I'm really interested to see where it goes. Um, there's one designer on there. His name is Sergio, who is a quote-unquote political designer. Um, and he hasn't been landing too well with the judges because he's very full of himself. Like, he um, he designed um, a look for Billy Porter that he wore to the Tonys. So, mm-hmm. of course, like, well, Billy Porter wore my outfit to the Tonys and blah, blah, blah. So he's all, all real, real into himself. And a lot of his designs just like aren't good. And even if he's, I mean, and even if you're going to be like a politically focused designer, like they got to be good. Yeah. And he still has to be good fashion. He's so arrogant and he's been in the bottom multiple times. And he is. And what was fucked up is that during one of the critiques of the episode, he was like, if you guys don't like it, it's not my problem. It's like, well, actually, like, it is your problem. You were the one that mm-hmm. signed up 
to be on a fashion design reality competition show. So their opinion is your problem if you plan on wanting to win this competition. Which is why you're here. here. Because otherwise you wouldn't be here. Right, so it is your problem. So, (laughs) like, get over yourself. And yeah, like do do, do you, you, but also but like, understand that part of doing like yeah. you have an audience, right? Like you have an audience, and you have uh, responsibilities, and you have a a requirement, a challenge to meet. And if you have not met that challenge, you are going to be critiqued, eliminated, and sent home. So we'll we'll see how the rest of the season plays out because he's still on it, but we'll see how it goes. Um, and I also have been watching. Well, finished um, sex, ed- uh, sex Education Season 2. Such a good season. So good. So, 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 so good. Guys, if you're... I was, without without spoiling it, I was the very, like, last thing that happens in the mm-hmm. season with the the boy who moves in to uh, uh, Maeve's neighborhood, yeah. who she obviously is, like, getting emotionally close with, yeah. maybe romantically. Yeah. That moment at the end there... I was like, I was like, someone help Maeve. Yeah. I wanted one person. Yeah. I just wanted one person. Yeah. To help Maeve. Yeah. And so when that happened, I was just like, God damn yeah. it! Somebody help her. Yeah, somebody please help this girl. Yeah. Because honestly, this entire season, Maeve's character just spends like getting shit yeah. on. It's a rough season. It's for a Maeve. really rough season for her. Um, and it's a great season for the wor- weird uh, sci-fi hentai girl, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who I love. Um, and they had a really great conversation about asexuality. Yep, that, was that moment is great. The, a really, really beautiful conversation about asexuality, which was I love that he gets it so wrong because yeah. he's like the idea of asexuality probably isn't even in his head. Yeah, but his mom, because she's an actual professional, yeah. like immediately gets yeah. it. And I can't remember the line, but it's like she says something about like, like how could what was it? It was something about being broken. And about yes and how like you can't like you can't be broken if like i can't remember what it was but it's like such a sweet it was line. such a was, like, sweet so and good. beautiful line of writing and it w- watch that show watch sex education um like so many like conversations about like same-sex relationships about you know about traditional heterosexual relationships and sex and all and contraception and all that stuff, but it's done so well. It's so funny. It's sharp. Like the costuming is phenomenal. Like the kids look so good. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it's great. It's really 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 great. It's it's so weird too because it's a British school, yeah. but it's modeled after like they're not in uniforms. It's yeah. modeled very much after an American school. Yeah. It reminds me of um, oh, what's his name? Who did all like the teen movies from the eighties? Like Sixteen Candles, like uh, Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club, all that stuff. I think those were the main reference points in terms of John Hughes. You know, it's, yeah, it's very it's very John Hughesy in terms of the way it's visually presented, like the students. It's like yeah. very modern. Uh, it's like a very modern John Hughes. Yeah. Like take away all the problematic bullshit from John Hughes's stuff because it was in the eighties, um, and like throw in really good takes for the most part. I think there's some places where it doesn't quite land, but for the most part, really good takes on modern sexuality, mm-hmm. on queerness, on asexuality. Um, like season one's really good. Season one does have like, I think there's like one like really triggering episode mm-hmm. in season one yeah. with one of the main characters who's queer. Yeah. yeah. That's like kind of a brutal, yeah. um, like 
setup. Yeah. I think they do a pretty good job with yeah. it. And I think that it's like it's impactful. Yeah. But like I know even for me, um, like not having that same experience as a queer person, yeah. it was oh, that was hard that to was watch. Hard to watch. That yeah. thing was hard to watch. Um, yeah, it was. But the way that it was handled, I think, was really um, was really respectful. And there mm-hmm. was um, like the way that they handle like like conversation about sexual assault and and all that stuff. It's it it is just so well crafted and good like you've got to watch it you please watch sex education it's so good yeah i think it just does a good job with like addressing all those mm-hmm. things well down the road like once i think we were farther away from season three yeah. and people have had more time to watch yeah. it like maybe we'll do a spoiler cast mm-hmm. version of it yeah. um because there is there is so much good stuff to talk mm-hmm. about from a queer perspective in that yeah. show also jillian anderson is just like oh the mom like Yes. Like, <laughs> like Julian Anderson like, has fucked me up since stunning. I was like a baby. Stunning. Like since I was like 10. Yeah. But also her, her love interest is also hot yeah. in a weird way. He has like really piercing, like really piercing, like icy blue eyes. And I love that he has a very realistic dad yeah. body. Yeah. Like he is like, he looks like he's strong, yeah. but he's not like cut or jacked or cut. Yeah. He has like a very normal, but, just like body. Yeah. And it's it's nice to see, given that he is like the, love the sexual yeah. like vector for a, a main character. Yeah. Um, so good. It's good. It's really really good. Um, uh, what else? I finished all of season three of Sabrina because I'm a messy bitch who loves trash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we watched se- it's good. We watched education front to back in one day. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Um, season three of Sabrina is like, yo, it's. What I love about it is that it's just, it's just maybe not as stupid as um, Riverdale. as Riverdale. I think I haven't watched enough Riverdale <sighs> to really compare. You have to watch. Riverdale. I need to. You have um, to watch. Riverdale. But like, so Sabrina has like bad writing, yeah. like Riverdale, mm-hmm. but it's so like it knows what it is, and it's so hokey. And what I love is that Sabrina's just like, okay, Riverdale, but if we like traded in some of the stupid for just satan just straight up yeah, satan yeah. like 100% satan mm-hmm. and this season is so so wild and especially the way that this season ends what it what it tells me will will be probably what will happen in season the next season mm-hmm. is like so ridiculous and so silly mm-hmm. that i'm very here for it and what i do like is that a uh, this season this doesn't spoil anything mm-hmm. this season. Um, they have been hinting at like other things outside of like Christian uh, Christianity or like Christian heaven and hell. This season does that more, mm-hmm. and this season hints at like eldritch horror, like cosmic horror. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm 100 here for them to do some like ridiculous Cthulhu shit in season four, yeah. um, if it gets to that. But it's it's very good. So I finished that. Um, I'm watching Kipo. Yeah, I just finished Kipo yesterday. I'm like maybe five or six episodes. Yeah, in. there's ten. Is that is that I should d- d- have done my research? Does that have is that a black creator um, on that show? I you know I don't know the race of the creator, but he, he um, him and I are now mutuals on Twitter. Because um, that show was that show was it's, like it's, black. It's, black, it's black and he black black black. So I would yeah, I it's that show was so. black as hell, which is great. Yeah, like I love that. Like most of the main characters you follow are black. Yeah. One of them is queer and black. And the like, main character who's pink yeah. is like also black. still black. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, um, yeah, and that, and and on top of that, that character like coming out and saying like the, the actual words, which is what yes. we want other shows to do. Like the character, mm-hmm. like, he's like, oh, that's cool that you liked me or whatever, but I'm gay. Yeah, there's no like, it's not like a little quick kiss that happens yep. here or is talked about or like, oh, they're holding hands with their partner or like it's not. He's just like, nah, he's man, like, I'm, nah, gay. I'm gay. <laughs> like, it's like I appreciate I'm that gay. you, nah. I, appreciate, I appreciate that you like me or whatever, but I'm, but I'm gay. I need more shows where characters just go, nah, I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, it's really really good. The soundtrack's really fun. Yeah, the soundtrack's really fun. Um, it's also such. It's just a. It's such a weird world. Yeah. Like it's a it's a post apocalyptic world that it's set in, and it's just like it's it's very very I think inventive and like very it's it's goofy yeah. like it's not dark at all even though it's like post apocalyptic it's just weird yep. it's a truly just really weird world and I really really like it it's really fun yeah um I don't think that he is black I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. I saw a picture of a person, but like I, I'm not gonna confirm or deny that. But because all I'm seeing is his art, all over, yes. uh, all over uh, Google when I look for it. But uh, which I think when I looked into it, that was like the same thing. Which is like yeah, which is fine. either I'm either yeah. right. I was just curious because like th- that show just feels it's yeah, it feels very authentic, which is great. Um, yes, and not only that, but uh, that show started off as a webcomic. Really? Yeah, and then he was a he was a storyboard artist at DreamWorks and I think Cartoon Network. It has yeah. you know what? It has that feel, yeah. and not in a bad yeah. way. It just has because it, like it it being so weird, a hundred percent has that webcomic yeah. feel feel where it's like this is just a world that someone kind of made on their own, unfettered, yeah. and someone gave it a budget to make it into a cartoon. Right. Like it does not have a feeling like it was made by a committee or people sat down to be like, all right, we can't do this, we can't do that. That's part of every process to some degree, yeah. but it does feel very much like this was this person's vision yeah. uh, for this world. It's very good. Yeah. It's very, very good. So, yeah, I finished that yesterday. I really enjoyed it. I, I'm ready for more. Um, and that is Studio Mirror at it again. So the people that brought you Korra and all, that Damn. also brought you um, Voltron. Did they work on uh, Did they work on um, Castlevania as uh, well? That's, that's mostly Titmouse. Was it Titmouse? Yeah, that's mostly Titmouse okay. that's on Castlevania, which gotcha. holy shit. Um, and they just dude, Castlevania slaps. They, that show is so they pretty. They just signed a deal, like an exclusivity animation deal with Netflix. Oh. So I can't wait to see more Titmouse stuff coming to Netflix, um, which is gonna be cool. Um, what else am I watching? Or is that pretty much it? Uh, I started. Uh, no, I think that's that's pretty much it for right now. Yeah, I don't remember if I talked about Dora Hodoro last week. I started watching that. It's really, really good. Yeah, I want to watch that. It, you'll have to download it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's a, a Netflix it's, jail. It's a, ne- it's a Netflix jail, yeah. But it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't. that's about it. Do you want to hit some of these news things real quick, and then we'll get to some questions? Yeah, let's do Take that. Take a break and go to questions. Yeah, let's do that. So I'm um, just going to jump into some news topics real quick. Uh, today, when we are recording, since we are recording on Tuesday, January 28th, uh, Byleth was the fifth DLC character to be released for Smash Ultimate, and they are out today. Um, so there's been some, like, people have been a little bummed out because... They're like, a little oh, salty about another sword character. Like, oh my god, another Fire Emblem character. But it's like, yeah. at the same time, it's like, I'm not surprised that it's another... That, that it's Byleth, because, again, Three Houses is, like, one of the best-selling Switch games. 
Three Houses is huge. Uh, yeah. The Fire Emblem mobile game makes Nintendo a shit ton of yeah. money. Like, of course. Yeah. So whether you like it or not, Fire Emblem is very popular. And as much as I would have liked to have been like a house leader instead or another character, it of course makes sense they're going to put in the protagonist. Granted, I, I, <laughs> I get the frustration because Byleth is kind of like a silent protagonist and like a self-insert for, to, some, yes. to some degree. But at least they knew that they had to give that character a lot more variety. So I'm excited to play as Byleth today. And the only option that's available is Girl Byleth. That's the only one that I'm going to play. Oh, that's the Boy Byleth isn't a yeah, thing. Yeah, nobody cares. Um, Does not exist. But, uh, who is she? But yeah, so, but what's cool is that during that whole Smash announcement is that they announced Fighter Pack 2. And which is going to be six fighters, right? Have six fighters as opposed to five. Okay. And so those Claude, Dimitri, Edelgard, we got three empty slots. Right, right. <laughs> um, so now that they've gotten the current Fire Emblem character out of the way, I don't think we're going to see another one uh, being added to Smash at this point. Um, I don't think so either. So I'm really curious as to who these characters are going to be. Um, I, I, I want them to be weird. I don't want them to be weird characters. I don't want them to be like... Like the, the what's funny to me is that people are like, oh, I want Sora. It's like you want another anime character with a sword in the game. Yeah, people would mark over Sora so hard though, because Kingdom Hearts. Right. That's the only thing right. is that people would be so excited that they wouldn't care about the sword so yeah. much. I don't think. Right. Um. So I'm I'm curious as to what it'll be. I'm hoping. Goku. What about Goku though? Uh, he ain't beating Goku. <laughs> what, he ain't beating None Goku? of them ain't beating Goku. I just. <laughs> I know it probably won't happen. I'm just like I think if. Okay any shonen jump character mm-hmm. i don't think it would happen but if they can get any shonen jump like character in there um honestly i would probably actually be more excited about naruto than goku mm-hmm. though if they did naruto people would be upset that it wasn't right. goku uh, yeah. it's like too close yeah you pick the other orange anime character not <laughs> not the, the one we really wanted um give me give me luffy from one yeah. piece that kit would be wild. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited for whoever is. Uh, whoever else they add on. Like, to me, like, there are over seventy characters in this fucking game, which is which too is many. So many fucking characters. <laughs> to be honest. So, like, if you guys can't be happy about at least one out of seventy characters in that game, there's no. There's no satisfying you, no matter. No matter what they do. Um. So I'm excited for whatever they do next, and something that I'm super excited about is what's happening February 7th, which is a great late birthday present to me, is that uh-huh. the Fantasy Star Online 2 open beta starts, and it's only for Xbox One, the beta, as of right now. So if you do have an Xbox One, if you go to, uh, what is that that thing uh, that on the Xbox app for like getting in beta access for things? Oh, uh, um, I, I don't forgot remember. what it's called. It's an app that's on the, that's on the Xbox that you can... Yes, it is. You can get into it, um, but yeah, go register before the seventh and get on get on that shit. It's gonna be fun. Well, I guess I need to sign yeah, up sign for up that. For that shit, through the, either through your Xbox One or for like the or through like the Xbox app. Do that. Um, and then uh, there's a rumor of a PlayStation Five reveal coming in February. Yeah, yeah, that's the big. So right now the rumor is is uh, not that we'll we probably won't get like uh, usually you don't get like a price. Yeah. But usually, sometimes we'll get a little bit more of a date confirmation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll get either of those. I think what we'll get is something similar to the Xbox Series X reveal that mm-hmm. happened um, with more details. Yeah. I, I think Sony might talk about some feature sets. 
Um, I think that because I think this happened with maybe the PS4 had a similar thing where they like uh, they unveiled it in February or so. They unveiled the controller. The controller. Okay. So I think we'll get some information. Um, I'm curious, mainly from a speculative thing, like next gen really seems like the two systems are going to be about the same, which is similar to this generation. Mm -hmm. Like there's some differences. The Xbox One X is certainly like the most powerful machine, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot of similarities uh, for the most part. And I think we're going to see that again from a hardware perspective, which means the differentiator the differentiator between these systems is going to be feature set and services. Yeah. So there's lots of rumors that Sony is trying to make the PS5 backwards compatible all the way to the PS1. Please. <laughs> so, and it's, it sounds like that would probably be done with PS1 and 2 emulation happening on the system mm-hmm. and then maybe some sort of like streaming or digital emulation uh happen like streaming or something happening with three four and five mm-hmm. um i don't know what i do think sony needs to do is make a sony game pass though yeah. they need to do what xbox is doing with game pass do, because it's such a good deal yeah. and bundle in like if you if i pay for their game pass just bundle in like a bunch of backwards compat yeah. be like hey not only are we launching with um sony game pass where you know, you'll get first-party titles for free when they come out on Game Pass, and games every month get added. But the entire PS1, PS2, PS3 back catalog, mm-hmm. or like not the entire, but like a lot of it's just yeah. here. Um, which would be, I mean, if you just did that, because PS1, two, and three all have very strong catalogs, yeah. people wouldn't even need like that. Would be such an incentive for most people, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited though. There's rumors that the new controller like supposedly sony's done something really weird with the triggers on it that provides really intense feedback like mimicking things much better like if your character's moving through mud things in the controller feel more like resistant so it actually like feels tougher to move through i'm just really curious what they do with it but we might hear i think initial rumors were on february 5th we're getting kind of close to that without there being any sort of invite for press Mm -hmm. so people are thinking maybe it'll be later in february at this point but we'll probably see what it looks like this month. Yeah. Or well, February. Yeah, probably. I'm excited just to I mean, I'm I'm buying the, the new fucking PlayStation. That period. Like that's like, Yeah. I'm I'm buying it. Like it's going to be in my house this holiday season. Period. Full yes. stop. Um so I will feel more incentive to trade in my original my PS4 if it is in fact backwards compatible. Um because that would be ideal, but there's no question to me. I would be so surprised if it's not backwards compatible with the PS4. Yeah. So there's, I, I would say you're probably 100% safe yeah. on that. Yeah. That I part. Just, yeah. I, that, that system will be in our house. Like, it absolutely mm-hmm. will be. Um, th- For me, I'll, I usually just tend to own them yeah. both eventually. Yeah. So it'll be like, which one, which one is the one that I buy this holiday yeah. season? And then which one do I wait a little yeah, bit longer exactly. for? Exactly. Um, so at some point, they'll get it. Um so, um, apparently, according to you, because you put this in the notes, that yeah. the Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC ending is crazy. Is Craig right? I'm going to get... It just came out, so I don't, don't want to go full spoiler yeah. on it, but I didn't play through it. I just watched the... Because people were talking about it. I was like, I have to see what this yeah. is. All I'm, all I'm going to say for now, and we'll talk about it like down mm-hmm. the road another another episode, mm-hmm. but... So, the creator of kingdom hearts uh which is namura yeah. right so namura was who was working on final fantasy 13 versus mm-hmm. way back yeah. in the day 
when it was like the was it the like fabula novala crystal yeah. whatever mm-hmm. that was supposed to be final fantasy 13 13 verses and another unnamed yep. game so he was working on 13 verses which eventually is what becomes final 15. fantasy 15 Nomura doesn't get to finish that game though they give the reins to hajime tabata mm-hmm. i believe mm-hmm. who did final fantasy uh was it agado or whatever the one where like you're a bunch of school kids oh so um, type zero Type Zero, yes. So I think Hajime Tabata is who directed um, uh, Type Zero. Eventually, 15 isn't finished by Nomura. It's finished by him. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things about 13 verses that never happened. And the ending to Kingdom Hearts 3's DLC, like, it's like Nomura was just like, well, I didn't get to make 13 verses, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to make it anyway. <laughs> In Kingdom Hearts Bye. three, wow! Because there, there's some there's some things that happen that are just like, oh yo, this is straight from Kingdom Hearts or from uh, Final Fantasy versus thirteen, mm-hmm. like not like a nod to it, it like it, this oh, is what happens? Yeah, this is literally like the same thing. It's just it's not it's it's not Noctis, right? It's a different right. character, um, but like it's the same, um, and I'm pretty sure there's I want to say it might be in the core game in three. I think that there's a versus 13. Yes. The original, the ending of Kingdom Hearts 3, I think in general has music from like one of the 13 versus trailers in it. Like one of those songs is just in Kingdom Hearts 3 right up. So I'm just like, is Nomura trying to backdoor 13 versus like with different characters Mm -hmm. in the Kingdom Hearts, which is fine by me. Um, But just very, very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I I went to go look at what a, what Hajime Tabata has done um, from like the Final Fantasy stuff, but he's done a shit ton of stuff. He did Before Crisis, Final Fantasy VII, Last Order, Final Fantasy VII, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Kingdom Hearts Coded, uh, Third Birthday, uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero, Final Fantasy Akito, uh, Brave Exvius, the mobile game, King's Blade, Final Fantasy XV, Final Fantasy XV, mm-hmm. Mobius, Final Fantasy. Uh, King's Knight, Wrath of the Dark Dragon. Um, <clears throat> he, he was basically like lots of like Square Enix, Final Fantasy team, like B team yeah. stuff until, until 15. 15. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I can't, I can't remember if he, did he just leave? Yes. He. To start his own company. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Because he was, he was initially part of Square Enix had uh, branched off Luminous Productions mm-hmm. as another studio under Square mm-hmm. Enix. That was key members from the 15 yep. team, and he was ahead of it, and then he just left it um, to start his own one. Yeah. So I know that Nomura is in charge of the 7 remake right now. Then who's in charge of the 7 remake? Nomura. Yeah, is it Nomura? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nomura is. So I'm curious who's working on 16. I'm curious, too. Like Because you know somebody I is. I would like it if Akihiko Yoshida was in charge of that, because I love what Yoshida did with uh, 12. Like, I like that, I like his vision of Final Fantasy, like, it feels like, it feels very, like, high fantasy to me, but in that high fantasy with technology um, kind of Mm -hmm. vibe, which I really, really do like. Um, I would just like to see a different, a different hand at Final Fantasy at this point. That's not Also, 14 has been so wildly successful. It's so good. That game's good. Yeah, so I could see them giving him the reins. But what if, and this is this is what I really want, what if Square Enix lost their minds 
and Final Fantasy 16, they gave it to Yoko Taro. I'm down. <laughs> it Let him so make a Final weird. Fantasy game. That'd be the weirdest, be so the weird. weirdest fucking Final Fantasy game. That'd be so fucking weird. I'm so here for I'm, it. Though. I'm down. I'm down. Sign me up. Um, and then uh, oh, the big the big Pokemon news was Pokemon Home was announced, which is gonna be uh, there's a free tier and then a premium tier, mm-hmm. I guess, of like storing your Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, on the yeah, internet. So for all you asshats that were being shitty to Game Freak <laughs> and Nintendo and like spamming every fucking post that Pokemon social media would post about anything related to Pokemon about hashtag bring back the national decks, you guys can fuck off. Like they're they're you're gonna get your fucking Pokemon in the game slowly but surely. Like yeah, it looks like uh, the the free version you can, like, deposit. It's not many, yeah. but, like, you can deposit, like, 30 Pokemon premium. You can deposit 6,000. Yeah. Um, but this is a way where it's, like, it looks like Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. Um, whatever, if you've had, if you've been using Pokemon Bank, yeah. I have not because I'm not that big of a Pokemon yeah. player. Um, but if you're using Pokemon Bank, you can put all your stuff from Bank into yep. Home. If you've been playing Pokemon Eevee and Pikachu, uh, Let's Go, you can put stuff from that into mm-hmm. Home. Pokemon Go, you can put stuff from that into mm-hmm. home, and then you can put all of that into Sword and Shield. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool that like if you've been catching Pokemon in Pokemon Go, you now can put those Pokemon in Sword yeah, and Shield. And the only caveat to that is like any Pokemon that appears in those games in Pokemon Sword and Shield moving forward, those Pokemon can be brought into those games. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean it's gonna fucking happen. You guys we're getting dope DLC for Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. It's coming. And theoretically, more drops of more Pokemon in the future. Like, I I really think that I don't think Sword and Shield is going to be the last no. one. I think Sword and Shield might be the last normal style Pokemon. Yeah. I really think the next Pokemon is going to be a games as service. I Pokemon. think it's going to be very different. I think it's going to be very, like, very different. I think we're going to get another Pokemon game probably in the next probably twenty twenty two. That's going to be very different. Yeah, like the, the same way that Smash now is becoming a games as mm-hmm. service. Like to me, it really just cemented it. Them making the new Smash Pack. Yeah. I was like. I don't think we're gonna see another Smash on Switch. Yeah, and there's, we there's might a see it. Yeah. No, because that game has everything, and, and let let him sleep. Yeah, let that man take a fucking break. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really, and also Pokemon doesn't need. I mean, if if you make Pokemon, if they make it basically into a big MMO, which is what they'll do eventually, I'm sure, um, in some ways, then yeah, it just becomes a games as service, and you pay your Pokemon Bank subscription or your home subscription, mm-hmm. and you pay for your DLC. Yep. Which is yeah. fine. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with that as well. Yeah. Um. So that's it for all the news for you fucking nerds listening to this. Um, so aggressive. So, I know. I'm sorry. The, the, whole, the whole National Dex thing just like made me so fucking angry like i oh like, yeah they can eat shit the national right. the national decks stuff so was fucking angry like you can be mad about entitled. it but like harassing people that work at game freak really mm-hmm. no um anyway so we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna answer your ridiculous questions from our discord server answering your questions from our discord server so as always y'all are wonderful beautiful people and y'all are so horny guys i i'll i'll tell you right now i had a long day mm-hmm. i had to uh take my partner to a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. the, uh, and then i had work then i had to record another podcast which i still have to edit mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i had a meeting uh for for my theater job 
Um, and I got home and I haven't had dinner yet, but I wanted to sit down and record because a, I wanted to make sure y'all got an episode and B, I, I also just wanted to like, see what questions you guys would give us because <laughs> they're always so good. So thank you for giving me the power to power through the day and still want to record a second podcast <laughs> in the same day. <laughs> and with that being said, um, the first question comes from Grund, and he asks, well, no, I should say, well, I don't know what your pronouns are, so I'm going to say they. Um, so they, they are yeah. uh, asking, what are your thoughts on the port of Tokyo Mirage Sessions to Switch? Um, my thoughts are... Where them vagina bones you know, at? Where are my <laughs> pussy bones? <laughs> the fact that I see no visible pussy bones... Zero out of ten, negative ten. If y'all out of don't 10. know what we're talking about, this this was before the switch port. That was uh, when it when it came stateside. That was a big joke that uh, they edited some of the characters. They they covered up some of the characters a little bit with their costumes, a little bit more clothing. And in one of them, what you would be like your your hip abductor mm-hmm. or your hip flexor uh, things that kind of give you that that V. If you have like a really intense version of it, you get that Adonis belt. Mm-hmm. They call it. Uh, one of the female characters has that. And um, they took those away, and uh, and someone was like, "Yeah, I guess the hip, the hip abductor is probably what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of." Um, and someone was just like, it's "Like they removed her vagina bones," and I was like, well, "There's what? <laughs> what do you? <laughs> please look at an anatomy book. Please open a medical. Please don't Hello, be a doctor." I am a cis het man who has never touched or seen a woman. <laughs> where, but where's her vagina? Where bones? are her vagina bones? Give them back. Like she needs those. Like my whole thing is like, cause this shit makes me so fucking mad. I'm like, are y'all really that concerned about some pixelated coochies? Okay, but DJ, if you don't have vagina bones, your vagina will collapse. You gotta have bones to keep it. Bones are of structure, DJ. Oh my god. Like, I just, <laughs> I hate. I'm gonna just be like, where's the dick bone at? Where the dick bone at? Where's that? How you get? How you get hard? Where the dick bone? Where is it? What a dick bone do. do. Um, so yeah, that game is great. <laughs> My husband's playing through it because he didn't play through it on the Wii U. So I'm like, you play that game because I still have to finish Dragon Quest. And once he's done with that, then I'm going to play uh, Tokyo Mirage. But uh, I love that game when it first came out. Um, I still love it. I think that game is me, the JRPG. So I, I love that shit. It's so fun. Um, yeah, it's great. I'm glad that that was the, one of the few last games that I'm like, I could just sell my Wii U because all the games that I want are now on Switch, but still not getting rid of it because um, the Wonderful 101 isn't on there yet. Uh, Pikmin 3 Ooh, yeah. isn't on there yet. That needs a port. Um, and Super Mario 3D World still hasn't been ported over to it yet. Which is I I think that's one of the games that's going to come out this year. You know why? It's because Bowser's in charge. Mm-hmm. It's because Bowser mm-hmm. won't do it. Fucking Bowser. Bowser. Um, so, what, Doug? Is the first name yeah, Doug? Doug Bowser. Doug Bowser, that's why. So the next question comes from Goat. Who is the hottest Apex legend? Uh, three answers: okay. uh, Bangalore, Mirage, and Lifeline. I'm gonna say like Bangalore, just because like Bangalore is going to mess you up. Also, like I love that she's like an older black woman, which you never get to see in an action game, uh, and she's dope as shit. Um, Mirage is like nasty, like nasty, like we'll fuck, but also just nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know. I don't think I'd want to like. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to kiss Mirage. I'd definitely like bone down on him though. Um, and then uh, Lifeline. 
Because Lifeline has the design of a Cool Borders 2 character. Yeah. Um, Lifeline looks like... Like, Lifeline is so cute. She's right out of Cool Borders or SSX. Like, she's... Oh, yes. 100%. She's a... Man, I miss... Man, SSX tricky. There are rumblings about that getting a, a a remaster. We need... I think I just saw... I think it was Nate Ming on Twitter. I just saw talking mm-hmm. about this, like, literally 30 minutes ago. Uh, we need... There's so many sports sim games mm-hmm. now, which is great. Yeah. We need more dumb... Like, we need... Bro- like, we need a NFL yeah. Blitz. I want more arcade We need NFL there. Blitz. Mario Strikers. SSX. Like, give me them classics. I, I don't want some super hyper-realistic fucking sports game. Give me no. more shit like Captain Tsubasa. I don't give a fuck... Yes about Boo. soccer that captain tsubasa that, trailer looked great i watched a, i watched a, a full match from that game that shit is fucking bonkers give me give me a high uh high q volleyball yeah, game I would, I would play the shit out of that um let me just do yeah, it let's fucking, oh. fucking make it um john most is asking us uh have we have i gotten the darumaka yet in pokemon go um i haven't opened that game in months so that's gonna be a big i don't play pokemon go (laughs) (laughs) like it's good i mean i bet you i bet you if i started playing it now i'd be like yo this game's great because i haven't played it Mm -hmm. in years honestly the most the most i did with pokemon go was i played it then i used a python script to hack it so i didn't have to play it but i would still catch it and i banned my account yikes because they let people do it for a couple months, and I was like, I wasn't using it to do like any like I don't even know if there's PVP stuff on yeah. there now. But I wasn't doing. Yeah, there, there is, is. There is. There is. Sort of, I guess. Now. I wouldn't use it for any of that, obviously, because I was like, well, that's not yeah. fair. But I was like, I just want to capture a weird Pokemon, um, and also this is fun to me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't play it. So maybe if I play it, I'll let you know. I do play Dragalia Lost though, because that game slaps. That that game. It's so good. They have a, their Monster Hunter crossover event starts like in a couple days, and it looks good too. I saw the little trailer for it. It looks cute. They had a Mega Man one late last yeah. year. Little, little uh, they had a Fire Emblem one like a year ago. Mm-hmm. They do really good crossovers. Um, let's see. Jaron asks expectations for the Sonic movie. None. No expectations. The movie looks way better now. Um, Every new footage I see is good and yeah. funny. You better. You better bless. Tyson has for getting in there and helping those people with that fucking movie. Uh huh. Jim Carrey looks like he's having a good yeah, time. And all the interviews from him with the movie, he is like really speaking passionately about Sonic, which which <laughs> is unsurprising. Which is like not unsurprising, but it's it's one it's, of it's us. Like Jim Carrey. Like, if anyone was going to give an interview like that about Sonic, I think it would be him. Um, let's see what else we got here from Dan. 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 Dan says. We heard about your favorite new releases and titles from this last year. Do you either find yourselves or playing any favorite older games? Um, Ooh. Oh, that's, that's a hard one. Um, I rarely go back to older games because I don't have time. Yeah, I, I do. Like, if I had, if I didn't have to work a fucking day job and I was able to pay my bills, mm-hmm. um, I think I would re- revisit a lot more older games. Um, I I think like a year or so ago, I, d- I replayed all of Space Channel 5 on stream like, like oh yeah I think it took me like maybe like an hour and a half to two hours to beat that but um every now and again i do like to go back and play old stuff um uh i'm like then i do this like all the time i'm like a couple hours into final fantasy 7 on mm-hmm. my switch because you can play that game sped yeah. up um and also just like constant limit breaks because yeah. <laughs> i'm just like i just kind of want to play through the story again because it's been so long i forgot a yeah. lot about it also like before the new one comes out sounds mm-hmm. fun um, I would love to play Tactics again. That's a game that needs to be on Switch. Mm-hmm. Put Final Fantasy Tactics on Switch. Give me a yeah, port of that, that because Tactics is do so that. good. 
let's see. What's your favorite? Uh, let's see. What else do we have let's here? Uh, K. Throne talking about Isolkin, which that show that slaps. Show so, it's good. so good. That show is so good. Um, what would I do to put my hands on Isolkin? I don't know. Anything, <laughs> everything. There's, <laughs> I would risk it all. And Kanamori is yeah, amazing. Con- that show is like three best yeah, calls. Yeah, that show is so very, good. very good. Uh, let's see. Um... I'm not. You're you're a bigger uh, Star Wars fan than I am, but this one comes from Scarlet Witch. She asks, "What's your favorite Yoda between Baby Yoda, Ginger Yoda, Scary Yoda, Posh Yoda, and Sporty Yoda?" Dope, Ginger, Ginger Yoda. Yoda. Why yeah, would is I? That, is there a, is there another option? I don't think so, because Ginger Yoda will leave eventually, and then have like a solo career that never takes off, but does have a couple songs that slap hard that people do not appreciate mm-hmm. enough. Uh, this one comes from Holly. Uh, which pop star do you want to see collab with Hatsune Miku? Um, Billie yeah, Eilish, yeah, Oh my god, please. Billie Eilish collab with Hatsune Miku. Please. Because they're the opposite. Please. They're the opposite. Please can't collaborate with Miss Eyelash. Please. I feel like, obviously, though, uh, Ariana Grande would make mm-hmm. more sense. Uh, as someone who she already likes some nerdy mm-hmm. things. Uh, oh, psh, honestly, I'm just thinking about, like, I guess the Grammys in general. Tyler, yeah. give me t- Tyler the Creator and Hatsune yeah. Miku would or be Little Nas, <laughs> Little Nas X would actually be yeah. amazing. Got Tyler's uh, performance at the Grammys was yeah, great. I heard it was good. Well, the Grammys were just like black and gay mm-hmm. this year. I'm like yeah. I don't give a fuck about the awards right. themselves, but the performances. Yeah, I want to do a print of Little Nas X's uh, outfit. His beautiful oh pink God, JoJo it's outfit. So it's so good. He's a JoJo character. Yeah, he's definitely a JoJo character in that. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, let's see. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, Valentine's Day. This is another one from Scarlet Queen. Valentine's Day is in a few weeks. If you could take any one fictional character on a date, who would it be, and what would you like to do? Edelgard, and we would seize the means of production. <laughs> Yeah, I want to take Claude on a date with his fucking dangly ass little, like, braid, and I want to just, like, talk about the state of current affairs of being a person of color. Nah, me me and Edelgard would um, set fire to to every, like, corporate building. (laughs) Destroy it all. Uh, We kind of answered Plant Waffle's question about um, who we want in Smash, and we already kind of addressed that with talking about... A nart. Give me Naruto. Give me a, a nart. Or put Sailor Moon in the game. Put her in it. Put Deku, put in, Deku Smash. in Smash. Do it. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is it. I've never. Holly has a two part mm-hmm. question. Which cartoon character would you want to go clothes shopping with? Talking full on ch- clothing change montage uh, stuff. Um, hmm. Honestly, like. Usagi from Sailor yeah. Moon? Like any of the Sailor yeah. Moon scouts, I feel like would be great to go clothes yeah. shopping with. Jupiter would be very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be dope. Any of those girls, they're good girls to go shopping with for sure. And they have good fashion. Their looks are always mm-hmm. really good. And what's so funny is that like those looks from the nineties version of that show, like are, are back, back. Like in full in they're full all back. force. So you Uh if you wanna know fashion right now, go watch Buffy. Because <laughs> Buffy shit is 
all that shit in Buffy, no matter how bad, is back right now for some yeah, reason. Oh my god, like barely there, spaghetti string, top, Oof. camisoles, Oof. Uh, bell bottoms, lots of fake cheap leather. Oof, oof. It's good and bad, yeah. it's all back. Uh, who'd you go shopping with? Um, I wouldn't say any of the girls from Sailor Moon, certainly. Because um, they, yeah. they are... They are a delight to um, to be with and to shop with. Um, and then Mamaru would show up, and I'd be like, like "Get out fuck, of here! Fuck this is you! Your time. Go away! Nobody likes you. Leave. No, go away! Your fashion's yeah, never with great." Your purple pleated pants, get out of here! Oh my god! Um, uh, and that was the second part of Holly's question you. was, uh, "Which cartoon character would I want to do improv comedy with?" Um, that's it's so hard because I feel like a lot of cartoon characters aren't like inherently funny. I'm trying to think of like who would be, who would just like go with the flow and have a good time. Is like what I would be looking for is someone who is like flexible. Hey, DJ, if you have any ideas for you, um, anyone that would be like, it's basically in a good improv partner. I'm looking for someone that is going to like, yes, and whatever I put out there, they're gonna say yes to it and build on it and have yeah. fun. I feel like Gein um, from Gintama would, would do that. Gein, yeah, I could see, I could see Gein being good. For um, sure. Let's see who else would be a good yes and person. I feel like uh, it's like Dandy from Space Dandy, mm-hmm. maybe, but like he could be too much. Like he could steamroll too much, where he would want it to be yeah. about him. Um. Yeah, that's such a good and difficult mm-hmm. question. I don't have like a strong answer yeah. for it. Hmm. Um, but both those options, I think, would be good options yeah. for sure. Let's see. Um, this one comes from Ume Boshin. Um, they say, uh, do you ever watch sports anime without knowing or caring anything about the sport? All the yes. time. Uh, All the time. IQ. Um, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit um, about volleyball. Don't give a shit about volleyball. Ping, ping pong. pong. Don't, don't give a shit about ping pong. That. Ping pong's great. Um, don't give a shit. Uh, um, Hanebado. Don't give a shit about badminton. Um, that one, that's all, all those horse girls that are horse racing. I don't give a shit about um, horse girls. Don't give a shit about, um, about, uh, about soft, about, uh, soft baseball, uh, with, uh, guys, that was, what's that, anime, I just, what's that anime called, um, Stars Align. Yeah. That was, that was a real thing that happened in anime a couple years ago. It was a show about horse mm-hmm. girls that raced like yeah. horses. That's I real. Shit. I don't give a shit. I'll mm-hmm. still watch we are getting that like gay softball one coming up soon, I think, in like a season or two. Uh, the one that's not stars aligned. No, it's it's something else, and it's like it's a Yukiyuri softball mm, series, okay. I think. And I'm very um, excited so. If you have watched Stars Line, you should. It's on uh, Funimation. I've heard really it's really good. good, and it's also like lots of good queer lots representation. Of good queer representation, and like a mm-hmm. really really great conversation about about someone being trans and about like it, it it was it was really good like characters being non-binary like un, like all that stuff it's there's some really good content there um wow. let's see and let's see uh professor litwick asked us um like i'm sure dj will say something about still playing smash mm-hmm. so here's a thought a thought experiment do you think there's anything they could add slash patch into the game that would make you stop playing it yeah if they patch tripping into the game i would fucking burn it <laughs> burn that game to the fucking ground um <laughs> But uh, that that would ruin the game for me, like 100%. Um, mm-hmm. And also top three Grammy looks, uh, Lil Nas X for sure, is number yep. one for sure. Um, Ariana Grande looked like a fucking Disney princess. Just that huge. That huge fucking gown and Billie Eilish. Like she looked like a fucking, I, I don't know what show she's from, but she looks. Well, 
what's his name who we just talked about also he had the amazing oh billy uh, porter yeah hat. billy porter yes billy yeah. porter's cowboy um, somebody <laughs> like the rest of somebody it somebody tweeted um billy porter looks like he's about to announce he was going to be in the next hunger games <laughs> <laughs> i love how many people were just like like what was it uh one of them was something about like like when you get into a, like a a, a fight with your significant other in the car, but then they ask if you want anything yeah. from Taco Bell. <laughs> so slowly so opens. good. It's so, so good. Um, and then one last question from So Fresh, So Daryl. What are two music rhythm games that closely match your personal style? Bust a groove, I feel yeah. like it's the first answer yeah, for both yeah. of us. Um, personal style. Music rhythm games. Personal style. Um, you know, I really like... I haven't played a whole lot of it, but uh, some of the... What is it? Some of the um, I have to go look at my phone. There's an iOS rhythm game that aesthetically mm-hmm. I I really love, and I'm trying to find. Do Citus mm-hmm. like the aesthetics in Citus are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of aesthetics, small tangent. Um, it, there's a tower defense game called Arc Knight mm-hmm. that I need to play more of. Really, really nice. good designs. The actual gameplay designs are like kind of cutesy sprites that are whatever, mm-hmm. but the other designs in the game are really, really pretty. Um, but yeah, I would say like Sidus is definitely like a cool aesthetic, which is like the opposite from Buster Groove's yeah. aesthetic. Very, 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 yeah. very, very, like, very but, big. But Buster Groove's aesthetic is like hyper, like hyper, hyper 90s. Yes. Like, like you would see that stuff like on like, I don't know, like it looks like stuff that you would see on like buster groove oh, looks like a forever 21 yes Kingdom yeah like for, like forever 21 <laughs> specifically in the 90s like yes like, which is forever 21, is right, forever 21 now. right now absolutely um yeah oh like, my god it just looks like the clearance rack at forever 21 that is yeah, buster groove oh my god. you could probably cosplay every buster groove character by going to the what clearance the section what of what forever 21 tomorrow um and another music rhythm game that i think would just i think like matches me is uh the persona the persona music games were good Ooh, true um as much as like the story mode in the persona 4 dancing game was like dumb and like superfluous mm-hmm. um i miss that the persona 5 and 3 dancing games didn't have any of that stuff in it um uh uh alternate answer guitar yeah. man and like guitar um, man's um, like Jammer lammy and oh, I'm Jammer and, uh, Lammy and Prappa. Oh, fuck, Space Channel 5. 100%. Like, oh, duh. yes. Okay, yeah. Done. Um, and Period. Yeah, big done. Um, and the last question is, how do you feel about Amiibo in 2020? Are there, like, I don't have any feelings about Amiibo in 2020. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I wanted all, the majority of all the Smash ones. I, I own all the Smash ones that came out for Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. I own all of them. Um, I don't plan on buying any more of them we have all of the animal crossing mm-hmm. ones i think all of yeah. those um i will say <clears throat> my feelings on amiibos in 2020 which is like part of me is just like take the amiibo functionality yeah. out of it i don't yeah. care no one really yeah. cares i don't think people really use them right. that often but keep making that same yeah. size take a couple dollars off the mm-hmm. price point because you're taking that nfc yeah. chip out of there make them ten dollars yeah. each and keep making yeah. them because I will start buying Amiibos again. What I do want is I want simpler designs. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's not a design language to yeah. them. Like, Samus looks drastically different from 
like link look mm-hmm. like it's like by it, it almost seems like they have sculptors per game mm-hmm. series so like all of the twilight not twilight princess all of the um breath of the wild stuff has a similar look in the yeah. sculpts or um the animal crossing ones or like all, all animal crossing ones have a similar yeah. look right so i would want like the was it disney yeah, the the uh, what do they call those things but yeah whatever the disney figures yeah, were those i mean those look great those were so good uh, Disney game, and I'm like typing this in now. Disney yeah. Infinity. Disney Infinity had a consistent design language across every one of the mm-hmm. figures. They looked yep. great. The sculpts yep. are great. And that's that's yep. all I want. Just take Amiibo, get rid of the NFC functionality, no yep. one cares, and give them all the same design yep. language. Um, because I'd actually love to see like some of those characters. Like, uh, like the, the Link's Awakening one is yep. really good. I don't want them all to be that yeah. design because that one's like so shiny and so that mm-hmm. game's design. But like, give me a more simplified version of them. I agree. Um, and I'd, I'll start by yeah, hand. Um, yeah. Like, I think they're they're really cute. Like I like having like little collectibles. That's the one thing I love about being an adult is that I can buy whatever the fuck I want. Oh, there are like three Gundam models in my like safe for later mm-hmm. right now on Amazon. So yes. Yeah. Um. I eventually plan on buying the rest of the Sailor Moon replica wands. So that's um. That's something that is in my, like, potentially, like, buy it. Like, yeah, like, in my safe for later. It's, like, all the different ones. I got I bought my mm-hmm. favorite one first, which is a, which is a, the Spiral Heart Moon Rod. So I bought that one first. But I want the rest of them. And I eventually will get them someday. And then make a nice display for mm-hmm. them. And yep, then you're good. Exactly. But um, I right. think that's going to do it for us. That was the last question that we had on our list here. Um, as always... Thank you all so much for sticking with us and, again, keeping the community alive on our Discord server. It's mm-hmm. it's honestly the best part of the whole Magical Boys deal is this little community of people. Yeah, this show's oh, yeah. bullshit. Get yeah. on the Discord. <laughs> so, having again, having a space for queer folks to kind of connect and talk about games and nerd shit is the best. So, thank you all so much for, for just, like, hanging out with us. We always appreciate it. And you can find me on all of the internets and all of the social medias. I'm oh hey DJ and everything. That's oh hey DJ O H H E Y DJ on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok. And now Byte, which is the new Vine successor, it's it's out. Yeah, I need to like start figuring out what I want to do yeah. with Byte besides just consume right. it because that's yeah. for sure. So um, that's where you can find your boy. And where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Rubots, R-O-O-B-O-T-S, on most yeah. of the internet. Uh, I actually got Roo, just R-O-O on nice. Byte, because I hit it yeah. early. Um, you can catch my other podcast, You're Welcome Hollywood. That also drops on Wednesdays. That's a comedy podcast where we make a movie out of a title given from the mm-hmm. audience. Um, and that's that's it. Um, oh, and just, this is just like a, a, a non- I guess gaming-related thing, but uh, as we get closer to the primaries, mm-hmm. like I think Iowa is no, in Iowa, a couple Iowa, days. Iowa very soon. Um. So, yeah. Uh. And and this uh hectic election season. Um. I want like this show to find a good balance of being something relaxing that's not mm-hmm. stressful, but also a place where I think me and DJ feel comfortable talking about politics mm-hmm. and stuff as it's mm-hmm. happening, and and also a place hopefully that like you feel like you get something good out of listening yeah. to it. Um, so I think I would like to 
I'm like springing this on DJ, but I'm gonna figure out probably how we yeah. navigate that throughout mm-hmm. this year, because um, it's just it's just too it's too for it's, American listeners. It's, it's too big of a deal old. for us yeah, to not talk about. Um, like again, we don't want to again ever bring down the energy of the show, which I don't think that we ever have any intentions of doing that. And I think the majority of our listeners um, know that we wouldn't do that as well. But I mean, it's it's very important that we all do our part um, because four more years of this of this person in office is like yeah. is not going to be good for anybody. Um, we really have to stay engaged. We really need to, you know, I mean, keep keep abreast of what's going on but like don't inundate yourself with like con- with a constant 24-hour news cycle my mom yes. literally all she watches is msnbc and cnn and all the other news channels like day in and day out and i'm like i don't know how you can function by just taking in that news cycle over and over and over again but stay informed um definitely like look into look into your candidates like if, if anything like all I can say is this, like, we, there, there's never going to be a perfect politician. Like, there's no. never going to be that. So just, we have to, as a community, rally behind whoever the Democratic candidate is, regardless if you like him or not. Like, but we have to get this but man. an old Jewish man might be close to the Right, perfect. right. So we, we, we <laughs> Maybe. just, who knows? We just have to rally behind whoever it is and we have to get out and vote, like, Voter apathy is real. Like this whole like every, everything is, shows everything, that if young people show yeah, up and actually vote, sh- that like landslide yeah, Democratic. I mean, always. look at what the people getting out and voting did for the midterm elections. Like we won back yeah. the house. Like it's because mm-hmm. your vote matters. You went out. You voted. You got your voices heard. That made all the difference. The fact that we have a primarily Democratic House is the reason why. Trump can't just run a fucking muck on this fucking country, like to mm-hmm. a certain degree, of course. But we have to get out and do our part. Um, and again, that's pretty much all that we're saying. So hopefully, so hopefully, as we, uh, well, that's all DJ saying. I'm I'm over here just like burning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, oh yeah, hopefully, what we could do is like as we like DJ was saying, you know, it's really easy to get inundated with this stuff. We don't want to be yet another place where you feel inundated with it so what i hope is that we can um when we do talk about which we we talk about politics and how we talk about games and the media that we take in all the time the fact that this is a a a nerd podcast from a queer perspective means that it is inherently political um so um what i'm hoping is that as we talk about politics like capital p politics that are happening in our country right now uh that we do it in a sort of um fun a silly yeah. way that is in, informative and hopefully enlightening, but not stressful as much yeah. as possible. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, I just wanted to hit that. Cause I feel like it's going to be a thing that comes up more in the future. Um, and if DJ will yeah. indulge me, the one other thing I thought of was just talking about ring yeah. fit today. Um, I just felt like it'd be good to talk about um, real quickly, just like from a health mm-hmm. perspective, like I have, I have a bad relationship with mm-hmm. my body. Um, like I'm the heaviest I've ever mm-hmm. been right yeah, now, which is, is, is causing some, some fun psychological, uh, uh, things for me to deal Ooh, with. Body dysmorphia, um, be damned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that said, um, I'm sure that that, which I don't think I did with this talking about the ring fit, but like that said, I'm sure that there'll be times where I might, um, uh, express, uh, things about my own body. that are probably not the mm-hmm. healthiest. 
Um, and that's just a reminder to like, you know what? The most important thing is just to find find a healthy medium with mm-hmm. your body and accepting it and yep. loving it and being cool yeah. with it and taking care of yourself and like still being healthy because like it's still it's still a machine that I think you need to like mm-hmm. treat right and do good yeah. things for. And like don't deny yourself things that like make you feel good. I love sour gummies. Like I'm gonna eat sour gummies and Taco yeah. Bell all the time. Um, but just like finding whatever that thing is for you and not letting it rule you, not letting it control you, just finding this thing where like your habits work in tandem with your body, helping you be happy and oh, healthy. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. And just, you know, and ho- hopefully like, I th- I, again, a thing like ring fit adventure, I think does a good job of doing that. Like, I think the game thus far has been pretty like positive in that yeah. way. Um, yeah, I just wanted, I, I felt like it would be irresponsible for me to not talk about that at least at the surface yeah. level having talked about fitness oh in this absolutely episode. and i i definitely have a very complicated relationship with my body being like a like bigger queer person like mm. like all the men in my family are pretty stocky so it's like i na- i have that kind of like natural body type so like i have a very complicated relationship with with the way that i look like i'm i'm like for me i'm like from the from like the neck up i'm cool from like my like waist down i'm cool but like that middle portion i'm just like ugh, i don't know but um <laughs> but i'm trying but i've been like it's something that i've been really i've been really being responsible about this year is just like being kinder to myself whether that's my physical appearance or where i'm at like emotionally and mentally like i think all that stuff is really important because i think that has a toll on both both aspects of it take a toll on you as a whole as a whole being in a person so just trying to be mm-hmm. kind of to, to myself about that. And then also having a better relationship with my own body and being like, hey, like you, your body can be a work in progress and you can still love that body while it's a work in progress. So yep. I think it's important to get to that place and that you're doing it for the right reasons, not because you're trying to impress somebody else that you're doing it. Yeah, don't worry about being a thirst that- trap like on instagram yeah. or like i mean as much as i want to be like it's it's all, oh, 100%. It's all about like me feeling good and happy with myself and liking what i see in the mirror and or either just having just having like a different relationship with how i see myself in the mirror and all that stuff mm-hmm. so yeah i'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought right. that up this is- this has been the, the Sonic Says right. segment the of the Sonic podcast. Sonic Says, Sailor Moon Says portion. Love yourself. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, um, <laughs> we love you guys so much. Thank you all for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.